so it's Father's Day. It's Father's Day. It's a happy time for a lot of us as we celebrate with our fathers. It's a sad time for a lot of us as we miss our fathers. It's a confusing and painful time for some of us as we try to figure out what that wild relationship was with our fathers or is now. And all of it's okay. There's room for all of it. That's the deal. We live in a both-and world, not an either-or world. And so um, I also want to give a shout-out, and I will again later, that it is also Juneteenth today. So happy June Juneteenth to everyone. I couldn't do a Father's Day sermon and a Juneteenth sermon at the same time, so the Juneteenth sermon is next week. So we are, um, the lesson today, as it has been all month, is from Khalil Gibran's um, landmark, amazing, inspired book, The Prophet. And this idea of reason and passion, for me, and metaphysically represents the idea of the divine masculine and the divine feminine. And too much of the time, it's masculine versus feminine, when the truth is, we cannot live without both. We certainly do not function well without some kind of balance between the two. And we can often find that when we are not functioning, it's because we're too far on one end of the spectrum or on the other. And so bringing us back into balance can be when we become aware of our imbalance, it can be what sets us, I love the, the words that he said, um, where, what, what was that, uh, something about, um, I, don't, I can't find it right now, but something about melody, that it changes the discord into melody. Instead of just random notes screeching out, there's actually a sensible, logical, and yet beautiful and artful flow of notes that our minds recognize as a pattern, yes, but more than a pattern, a, a whole that is much greater than the sum of its parts. And that's exactly what we all are, a whole that is greater than the sum of our parts. So masculine personified here by reason. So talking about balance again, reason, mind, judgment, divine masculine quality, intellect, divine masculine quality. None of those are bad things, right? Rigidity, <laughs> divine masculine quality. Stubbornness, divine masculine quality. Unwilling to look outside of the box, divine masculine quality. Every trait we have as human beings is a gift that we can either take to a, an, a degree that does not serve us or that we can elevate to a degree that not only serves us and serve, but serves the world, right? So those are divine masculine qualities. The divine feminine qualities are associated with passion, with our emotions, with our bodies with flexibility, 
but also with appetite. Also with, what's the word I'm looking for? Depression. Also with busybodiness. We are protective and concerned when we're in the divine feminine. And we try to tell you what to do when we're too far in the divine feminine. Because we feel so much. It's all about balance. It's all about balance. And I love the metaphors that he used, that the rudder of a boat points the direction that you're in. The sails power the boat, give energy to it. So think about your intellect, your mind, which is fine and beautiful and God-given, and there's nothing wrong with it. Even your judgment to a degree, not your judgment of other people, but your discernment of the path of where is leading you to the place you want to go. All of that is beautiful. But then you can just sit with that intention pointed in the right direction. But if you don't have anything to power your sails, you ain't going nowhere. So it's the passion that powers the sails. And that can lead us, that, that beautiful, beautiful divine marriage of feminine and masculine can lead us to guide our passion to a place where it is most helpful, where it is most, um, perhaps where we can take, get to from point A to point B in the most efficient manner. <laughs> or we could just go, just let the rudder go and whatever wind blows. Have you ever felt like that in your life? Oh, the wind's blowing this way. Oh, now it's blowing this way. Yeah. I feel good. Something good happened. I feel bad. Something bad happened. I feel good. Something good so we have to use our discernment, our reason, our judgment. Wait a minute, yeah, something bad happened. Something bad happens every day. I'm not always aware of what's, what bad is happening. I'm reacting because something that I have judged as bad happened to me today. And yet, does that have anything to do with my divine purpose? Am I gonna be blown off course because of something that hurts me or that, um, you know, even disgusts or angers me. Those passions lead us, but to, to know, to have the energy to do what is ours to do, but we have to have the rudder. I've heard, and I love this phrase, I have to tell myself this a lot, feelings aren't facts. Just because you feel something doesn't make it a fact, it doesn't make it a truth, but Feelings always point to facts. So if you're feeling whatever it is you're feeling, if you're feeling like danger, danger, Will Robinson, don't go there. It's not a fact that it's dangerous, but it can cause you to say, wait a minute, let me get my intellect involved in here. What's really going on? What's really going on here? When your feeling says, oh, I just love, 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 love that person, that situation, that whatever, and we throw ourselves into it blindly and find that, yeah, maybe it wasn't the greatest thing that I thought it was. Man, we do that. That's, that's basically what being a teenager and a person in your 20s is, <laughs> is being tossed about by your passions. 
or being walled up by your intellect because you're so afraid of being tossed about by your passions, which is why we need both. We don't aimlessly wander, but we let our passion give wings to our intellect. That is about making a dream come true. Because the intellect will tell you what is the place that you want to go? What are you yearning for? What makes some sense, not only to your head, but to your heart? And then your heart guides you there, or your heart sends you there with the intellect being the rudder. Like, oh, this seemed like it was going to be good, but maybe we need to alter our course just a little bit. That's not working. Okay. I don't know about you, but my life is full of detour signs. When I was young, I just thought, okay, that's not hard. I'm starting here. I'm going to get there. No problem. And then, orange sign. Like, what? And then I'm back on the path. Or... I never get back on this straight path, but I find that everywhere I go here leads me to exactly the place I needed to be, and there's no way I could have learned what I needed to learn had I stayed on that central path. So it's this beautiful, beautiful marriage of the two. I love that it says both are beloved guests. Don't ever favor one at the expense of another because you will lose their respect. Rest in reason. I love that idea that we rest in reason. What is it that we rest in? Our feelings? Mm. I know for me, when the world is the way the world is, if I just go by how I feel, I would not get out of bed in the morning. Often. It's hard. There's a lot of hard stuff going on right now. But there is something behind my emotions, something underneath, something solid, steady, that says, but you know, I know how you feel, Melinda, I get it, I get it, it hurts right now, but you know that this world was created in love for love. You know that there is a power greater than all of us, and actually that power is all of us, not some of us, not a few of us, all of us. And you know, if you want to serve that power, lying in bed is not going to do it. If you want to serve the power of love, then you get your love out there and you add it. You circulate it. You put power behind it. You give it a direction. And you let your passion in that love push you as far as you can go in that direction. Sometimes as far as we can go is just being okay. Sometimes our reason guided by our passion will bring us to forgiveness and understanding and compassion. And that's really the place we're all trying to go where we don't see another as separate from us, but we see them as us. And I believe so firmly that when Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself, he didn't mean love your neighbor as much as you love yourself. 
He meant love your neighbor as yourself. Your neighbor is yourself. So love your neighbor in the same way and to the same degree that you yourself want to be loved. Because here's the thing. Here's the fact that we can't get beyond. You do love your neighbor as you love yourself. Any lack of love for your neighbor stems from a lack of love within you. Any unworthiness that you see in another stems from your feeling of unworthiness inside yourself. Any unworthiness I see in another stems from the unworthiness I feel inside of myself. Not just saying it to you, it's an us, it's a we. And so how do I cure that? Well, I could slap my hand every time I start to act out against another in judgment. Or I could go within and say, how can I power the love that's within me? How can I use my passion and my flexibility to power the love that's within me to further this direction of love that I have decided is mine, that I have decided is mine. A really powerful song from my childhood. I have decided to follow Jesus. Very powerful, I have decided. Doesn't just happen doesn't just happen because you want it or because it feels good. It happens because you've decided. And then your decision takes flight with your passion. It's exactly the same thing we sing at the end of every service here. Love is my decision. It's up to me to live it, to walk it, to dance it, to stand in it. Love is my decision. The emotions do not decide. The intellect decides. But you've heard the old joke that there were five frogs sitting on the log and one decided to jump off. How many frogs are left? Five. Because he just decided to jump. He didn't actually jump. <laughs> right? A decision without some power behind it is nothing. It's just a state of mind. So you get, you have to make the decision. Otherwise, you're just, this feels good. Oh, this feels bad. Oh, this feels good. Oh, this feels bad. You have to make the decision. Who am I? What do I stand for? What do I believe? What have I decided to do and be in this lifetime? Who do I believe that I am? And how have I decided that I can be that in the greatest way possible. And then I can put all my emotion, all my passion, all my energy, even my appetite behind it. And then I'm going somewhere. Then I'm cooking with gas, as they say. We make the decision. The mind rests in reason. And that is the beauty of the mind training of the Buddhist. I'm going to train my mind to not go all these places. I'm going to train my mind to keep coming back. I can't train it not to go there. I can train it to keep coming back. I can train it to keep coming back. And if I fall off, 
70,000 times, then I can come back 70,001. And that's victory. And that's victory. Same as the Janana Yogi. That idea that we can use our intellect to bring us to God. But we move, we rest in reason, but we move in passion. What is passion? Devotion. Service. Reason does not bring service. Passion brings service. Reason tells you where to put your service, where you, would, where you think you will serve, where you would like to serve, what needs to be served. Reason will take you there. Passion does the actual service. That's a bhakti yogi. That is a person moving in love and devotion. So, if we want to do something, anything, we engage the blessed gift of our reason. You know, well, I just felt like it. It just felt like the right thing to do. You know, there's a big joke among New Thought ministers that if anybody says, well, Spirit told me, then there's no argument anymore. <laughs> it's like, no, Spirit told me he was the one for me, so I'm all going all for broke. I'm going to get him. It's like, oh, are you sure that was Spirit? <laughs> just, is Spirit named E-G-O? Is that what that is? So we have to use the discernment of our region to decide, is, is it really our reason that's guiding us, or are we listening? Is it spirit that's guiding us, or are we listening to our ego telling us what we really, 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 really want? We have to engage the reason. Reason would ask us why, would have us ask why. Reason would have us ask how. Reason would have us ask when. I tell you, one lesson I've learned in life is if you don't know what to do, it's not time to do it. When it is time for you to move, you will know that and it will be obvious to you. I've been told this many times and I had to be proven it by, by running off and doing what I didn't know. It's like, I don't know what to do, but I'm just going to go do this. So I'll be doing something because being, doing something feels better than doing nothing as a human being. But I've learned that if I don't know what to do and I go do something, I'm likely to make a mess that I then have to clean up. Whereas if I say, okay, maybe there's not anything to do right now, doesn't mean I go back to sleep, doesn't mean I stop caring, it means I continue to ask the question. I continue to ask the question. And I listen for the answer. Because passion would just send us flying, have us either run off or jump and fall right in. Either one alone doesn't work. Y'all are probably getting that that's the point of today's sermon. Either one doesn't work, but in balance, it works perfectly. So this is um, an image that I've had in my mind forever. I might write a song about it one day, The Rock and the Balloon. And I joke about this in my relationship with Bob. I'm the rock and he's the balloon. <laughs> and without, and, you know, because it's it, it, within you, you have to have balance, but you will also see that you seek balance in your relationships. If you are a rock, 
you probably need to be tied to a balloon so you don't sink to the core of the earth. <laughs> if you are a balloon, you better find you a rock or you're just gone. <laughs> you're just gone. And it's not even anything you have to do intentionally. It's what life does for you. It's what life does for you. And sometimes we're paying attention and sometimes we're not and sometimes we fight against it. Sometimes we're a rock and we get with a balloon and we say, why can't you just be a rock? Sit still for heaven's sake. Or we're a balloon and we say, why won't you come with me? Why are you just sitting there? Instead of recognizing, oh, there is balance here. There's balance here. Balloons aren't supposed to sit on the earth. Rocks are not supposed to fly. But together we can make something really beautiful. So this is a lesson not only within ourselves, it's always within us, it's always about in here, but it's also about out here. And you will see it reflected in your world. You can use your intellect and your passion to look around and see the ways that that is working for you or the ways that it isn't so that you can make a different decision with your reason and empower it with your great love and emotion and passion. And again, this is how dreams become reality. Let your soul exalt your reason to the height of passion that it may sing. Let it direct your passion with reason that your passion may live through its own daily resurrection like the phoenix rises above its own ashes. Thank you. Namaste.